everyone and welcome to Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa and Phil Syracusa. We are broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We're, we are fully sponsored by Carnations. We want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. Um, you'll have to a few things in order to participate in chat. Go to our YouTube page, UFO Paranormal Radio. You go to all of our Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Network, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, News on the Flip Side, um, Horse Like Chronicles Radio, and you can go to SoundCloud, Podbeam, Twitch, and all of those platforms. So tonight, guys, we have an amazing guest to meet you. <laughs> Please let's welcome to the show Lori Bombera. She Hello. is. I said it wrong? No, no. Mm -mm. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> She's a paranormal experiencer and a content creator that really shows her spiritual side. Tonight, we're gonna dig deep into all of her paranormal and spiritual experiences that she has had and that led her to be a really um, well-known content creator on TikTok, doing all of her spiritual um experiences on there which i love so welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me thanks for coming on um i have to say you I, I like i said before i really got attracted to you when i heard your story on tiktok um about how you went to heaven and all of these things that happened to you. Before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. Um, we moved out to Jersey about four years ago. And I have to say like throughout my entire life, I have had many, I guess, spirit encounters. And I still don't know why. <laughs> if you say that I have some type of gift, I have it, but I don't know how to use it. But um, the story about when I went to heaven, this happened maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago. And I had just mentioned to you, like, during the summer was when, you know, something woke me up. And it was, again, three o'clock in the morning saying, you know, flat out told me, something told me, tell your story. And I sat on it for a couple of weeks and I, you know, didn't understand what tell your story meant. But um, I was then watching a Netflix. I don't know if you guys know of the the NDE stories on Netflix. I was watching it one day and it just occurred to me like, this is the story I have to tell. And I hadn't told it in 20 years. So that's kind of what started me on this, you know, TikTok journey and spiritual journey and just, you know, telling my stories. Wow. Well, I'm an NDE experiencer myself. Are um, you? Yes. And I'd like to ask you, what did you see in heaven? So I'll just start from the beginning. Um, my cousin had taken his own life and this happened about i want to say six months after um i was sleeping and he came to me in spirit form and he said i heard you want to see what heaven is like 
I said, okay, I do. He said, all right, I'll take you. Takes me by the hands and this wormhole <laughs> opens up on top of my oven. It was just this like big wormhole, swirls of energy and we go through it. And in no time, I'm just like, <gasps> like overwhelmed with peace and love. Like I cannot, I can't even say it was a place. It was just more of a feeling. And there were a bunch of people there. All of them had their pets with them that they had earthside. So now I know that my puppies and everybody, all the dogs and animals that I have here are with me for all eternity. All of them had their pets, but they all had, um, they were all different colors. And my cousin was speaking to me, but telepathically. And he was saying, everybody were, you know, they were their aura colors. So I saw purple, blue, yellow. And I was like, you know, in my mind, I was asking the question and he answered me, they're their aura colors. So I was like, okay. And everybody, I couldn't make out facial features, but everybody had this like swirl of energy on their face and swirl of energy on their body with their aura color. Can I, we want me to continue? I'll tell you everything. I want you to continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. So um, this was like a level of heaven, supposedly. And this was like, he was telling me this telepathically as I was with him and just viewing all of this. It was a level of heaven and he was on this level because he had taken his own life and he had to like work in order to get to like the top level of heaven and everybody on this level was working. I'm not sure if everybody had taken their own life on this level, but everybody had to work in order to get to the next level of heaven and their jobs were to kind of like be guardian angels and help God, I guess you could say, answer prayers. But in my head, it was kind of like a guardian angel. And everybody was, you know, they were assigned specific people on head, on earth. Um, and he kept taking me back to my kitchen and he kept showing me the time. And it was 3.28 in the morning. The time on earth never changed. I, but he kept doing that to let me know that I wasn't dying, <laughs> to let me know that I was just like experiencing heaven. And I'm not, you know, I'm coming back. I'm not dying. I'm coming back. And I don't know what 3.28 means to this day, but that was the time I, I play in a lotto <laughs> all the time, but I still don't know what it means. Um, and then oh, there were so many other things, but I, um, I woke up and that was it. Like it was over. But till this day, I mean, I feel like I have a feeling on why he had to show me because my father had committed suicide also 10 years ago. And I feel like if he, I, I didn't tell anybody on TikTok that yet, <laughs> but I feel like if he didn't show me, I would have like down spirals, you know? So I feel like maybe that was one of the reasons. I don't know. But it was I would agree with that. That's like a message coming through. And then just by talking to you, listening to your lighthouse and, and the spirit realm knows that and they can communicate with you when you're open and you have that listening part, you know, sometimes we're closed off through society and what we do every day, but it's fascinating. Now, Jewel, one of the things she said that struck a chord was that she said he was working in, in heaven to get to the next level. Now, we had a friend, and in a dream state years ago, Big Ron, I'm talking about Jewel, and I see him in heaven, and he's like, he was happy. He was working on, on a building. I'm like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's great up here, man. I just got to finish up to make it to the next spot. And he was laughing. So that's fascinating to me that that came through. And I believe that brings some closure, right? 
Of course. So let you know that there is another side and they're saying, hey, I'm okay. And he was so happy. He was so young too. He was only in his early 30s, but he was so happy and so at peace. And I could, I can't even describe, I don't know if you had that same feeling, but that level of like, I never felt such love, you know, and I can't even compare it to any type of love. Like I said, I'm happily married. I have three babies. And the love that I felt was like, unlike anything else I've ever felt in my entire life. It was amazing. Oh, I can relate to that. Right. Um, in 1981, I had that experience. I could definitely relate to that love. It's unconditional. There's no words, really. And it's nothing that we even compare love here. It is, it's like a night and day. Yeah. Um, but it's fascinating. And I, and I like to hear those stories. So you're, you ha you're a paranormal experiencer. Let's dig deep. I guess I, you can call me that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've had, you know, a few experiences, I guess. Um, before that, my you want to hear about my first? Yeah. So the first time, um, we we had one house, and then it was connected to another house. So the, the house next door, they, they decided to sell the house. We bought it, and now we had two connecting houses. I'm one of five children. So my, you know, my mom and dad were like, let's just buy these two houses. We'll connect them. I have one big house. Fine. My bedroom was in the new house in the front of the room. So I'm 12 years old. I'm the only one sleeping in that house, that side of the house. And again, between three and four in the morning, first night, Monday, it must've been something pushed me, woke me up. And I was told to look, you know, to my left. And I saw two figures both with uh, fedoras just sitting there, sitting there doing nothing, just staring at me, staring around. Okay, fine, but I was not scared for some reason. Went back to sleep. Next one, three in the morning, something pushed me, woke me up, told me, look, this happened for like five days straight until finally I was like, okay, maybe I should tell my mom that something's waking me up and just staring at me. So I happened to tell my mom, she you know, freaked out. <laughs> she got a priest, we staged the house and she had the house blessed. But I never saw them after that. And I don't know if I like missed the message or if I was supposed to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that was the right thing to do. Was that, did she send them home? You know, I, I still don't know because I didn't get a message, but they left after the blessing. So what do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. The time that it happened is interesting too. That, that to me, it's, um, I, I don't think it's negative, that's for sure, because yeah, negative wouldn't leave no matter what you did. It, it wouldn't leave. So it's not negative. I think that, like I said, you were a lighthouse in a way where, you know, they are able to communicate with you. And then maybe they, through intent, um, maybe they, they thought you didn't want them around. And terrible. You know, there's so many when you're a lighthouse, there's so many um, ways that we can get spirits attached to us. And, you know, I think the mo the worst thing is everybody thinks that, you know, they're bad. And of course, as a little kid, you're scared because you're a little, little kid. Um, obviously, it wasn't a bad spirit. And it, it maybe it just maybe you guys did send it back where it was maybe home. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. That it just wanted to go home. There, there was two of them, so they just wanted to go home, maybe. Well, so all, all, all they did, they they blessed the house and they staged the house. They staged the house. They blessed the house, and that's it. They were gone. I, I never saw them again. 
And my job was the first time. You know, just because you didn't see them again, though, sometimes, you know, they could still be there. It, you, mm. they, you can have like a block on you. Did you ever hear anybody in your house ever saying that they saw someone after that? Yeah, totally. And um, that brings me back to like our Ouija board, which is <laughs> the worst decision of our entire lives. Do you want me to quickly tell that story? Oh, yeah. 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 So, my father had passed away and he passed away in that house where, um, where I saw those two spirits and he had taken his own life. But a few days after, like it was the day before his funeral, we were like, desperate my entire family all of my brothers and sisters we were like what happened like i don't understand we need to talk to dad what do we do we go get a ouija board from toys r us toys r us was like up the block they were selling ouija boards i'm like all right let's try to communicate with him it does what it's doing we're asking it the questions and there's a picture of it on my tiktok because i told this story but my brother chris he was like okay i'm gonna take a picture let's see if we see anything we snap a picture he all of a sudden is like Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everybody stops. And he turns the phone around and there is this white being on top of the Ouija board. It is like, you can make out facial features. You could see, it looks like it has like wings, something, but we were just like <clears throat> done. Absolutely not. We said goodbye and whatever. But when I posted that picture, people were like, you're not seeing what's in the background. Like there's uh, a spirit there. There's a spirit there. And I was like, I am done. I'm never again playing Ouija boards. So like, I feel like that was also something that, you know, no, <laughs> never again. See, the thing with the Ouija board is um, you never know who you're talking to. And th that, and you know, we're, we've all done that when we were kids. I mean, and you just, you don't know who you're talking to. Could it be your father or could it be something that's I not, you know, you have to really know what you're doing and well you did the right thing yeah we were just so vulnerable we would have like we would have done anything so stupid thinking about it but my mom had actually seen a psychic and they you know one person was like it's the um angel of death and then another person said it was like saint um one of the saints so i don't know i really don't know but i've i've not even thought about touching a ouija board since it just never again well, the thing about it too is that oh, what is it? It's just a board. The Ouija board is a board. It's your intention and and the power of thought of really what you know happens with the Ouija board. I mean, you could you could use a flashlight as a tool. You know, it's it's your intention. Yeah. Um, the thing is, you don't know. Again, you don't know what you're talking to. I mean, Phil has <laughs> he knows all about that. <laughs> oh no. Uh -huh. Yeah, and um, you don't know what's coming through, and and you know some of these things play trickery. They'll say you're they're your friend or your parent or somebody, and it's the devil in disguise, right? You don't know. You're talking. You're blindfolded, and um, yeah. Well, a, you know? a lot of people like they um, they had commented. They were like, "Listen, you know, your cousins didn't come to you. This is the devil in disguise." And I'm like, "There's no ounce of me that feels." anything negative, anything evil. Like I'm telling you, it was not a dream. He took me there and I will take a lie detector test on that. Like there was nothing evil about it. So I don't understand why people tell me like you devil know, in disguise. Not, because not everybody is going to believe and it's, you know, and, and, and that's okay. Cause that it just means it's not their time to believe, you know, mm -hmm. but what I believe happened is that your cousin actually wanted to show you something that oh, was definitely. I definitely agree with that. What happens is, you know, you said that your cousin, you know, 
took his own life and so did, so did his dad. So maybe I think he wanted to show you what happens after that happens. And, you know, after that happens, where does the soul go? Because so many people have all these theories of, you know, what happens after that. And, you know, people say you go to hell and that's not true. Yes. You know, no. maybe, you have, maybe you have a little job to do, you know, to get where you've got to get and that's okay. Um, but there's, that's my opinion. I mean, everybody has different opinions, but that's what I believe. Um, and I think that's what they, you know, he wanted to show you. It has to be, you know, and this is like, uh, well, this was 2001. My father was um, 2012, you know, so it was, it was a, a long time in between, you know, right. so I, even after my father passed away, they were like, uh, people were just like, he's in hell. I'm sorry. Like outright, just sorry. He's not going to happen. Like, how do you even tell somebody that, you know, so there, it definitely is one of the reasons why he had to show me, but. Because that whole process was going through your, your mind because people were putting it there. Yeah. Right. Even though you didn't believe it, but you had to see that and you just can't listen to it. When people say those things, you just have to learn how to like, you know, put it in one ear and out the other, have thick skin and what you yeah. do. Well, you know what it is? If you ask a hundred people the same question, you're going to get a hundred different answers. Everyone's got an opinion. And what I usually say is base the answer, the correct answer on your vibration of what you feel is true. Absolutely. Because they're not you, they're not God. And quite frankly, we know everything within ourselves. So you feel it, right? You can feel what's right. Yes. And, you know, I always say that I don't care what anybody says. You don't believe in ghosts. Um, you know, okay. it's lessons to be learned, you know. And again, yeah. we're, you know, we're hardcore. We were non-believers in a lot of stuff, but it, it is real. And I believe that's a sign from your cousin, a sign of validation. Hey, let's just make this show a little bit more interesting and fun. You said you're from Brooklyn? Yes. Haha, -ha, so we're originally from Staten Island. Now let's talk about Brooklyn food. No. Come on. <laughs> the best pizza, the best cannolis, the best calzones. You want to get pizza, you go to either uh, Da Vinci or L&B. We all know L&B, right? Uh, Villa Bata has the best um, pastries. If you want a really good salad and smoothie, you go to Baby Olive. <laughs> um, oh, my God. What else? The, the, nothing beats Brooklyn food. You know, every yeah. Saturday morning, the best. Please, iced coffee. It's just Jersey is maybe a close second, I could say, but nothing compares to Brooklyn. Nothing. Well, I agree. It's funny because back in the day, well, look, I'm Generation X. I mean, we used to hang out underneath the L, you know. Everybody had like the Guido cars, I mean, and all that stuff. And it was it was fun back in the day. But the food and the clubs, pastels and all those places. See, we were um, legacy. We were um oh my god. We you you were legacy, right? I feel like we're not that much what do you like? I'm forty. So I'm fifty-six. Oh, so please, well, I was at the same clubs you were at, right? <laughs> Legacy, Bay Ridge, we were all over there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Turquoise. Yeah, all of them. Wow. Yeah. For the listener out there, yeah, Brooklyn has the best foods, the best nightlife. Well, back, I mean, God, I've been outdated, but back in the day, anyway, I mean, it, it was a place to be. I feel like now it definitely changed. I feel like the past 10 years, it's been changing slowly, but nothing yeah. compared to like early 2000s, in my opinion, you know, 
It was just the best. Nobody had like cell phones. Everything was just great. It was nothing like it is now. Now I feel bad for the kids. There's this no is evidence. Cool. There was no evidence back then. No. Not <laughs> we were like in the parks drinking, you know, 40s and like at a sleepover. Thank God we didn't have cell phones back then. I know. I saw, I saw my friends at all. I feel bad for the kids now because, you know, they don't, they don't think before they do things. And No, and the internet is forever. It's on there forever. Mm -hmm. And it really, it's even dating now. I feel bad for people who are dating. Like, it's rough. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is definitely. I mean, I feel bad too because it's a different world now. I'm glad I'm Generation X. I came back from that era where there were no cell phones and, you know, there was a camera on you everywhere you walk out. Yeah. Um, today's world's different. There's no privacy. And what you do is out there forever. I know. Forever. And ever. Like, <laughs> my mom sent me out after school, after homework. She's like, just come back for dinner. 5.30, we ate dinner, and that was it. Like, nobody knew where we were, but we were always, like, safe. Everybody looked out for each other. It's just not like that anymore. It's sad. This is true, especially the old neighborhoods. You know, um, how do you let me go to the adjustment? On. Hold on. Cindy Simpson said, no board in my house. We're all saved. Never again will I touch it. I will not look at it. I've lesson learned. You can see you can see the video, the picture on my TikTok. And if you you let me know what you think it is, because people have more comment. I never even looked at the background, but you can see like this big white thing on top. Insane. Like looking at the Ouija board as I am as we're playing it. It was wild. There are some people in chat that's saying hello, Julia. Um the Facebook user. So I don't know who you are, but who Hello to everybody. There's no Hello. picture. There's no name. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm sorry. No, no, I was asking her about the adjustment from Brooklyn to New Jersey. Like we went from Staten Island to Pennsylvania in, in a way that, you know. I am, I love home. I love being home. I love quiet. Like it was so easy for me because I love jersey i love being home and i love i don't like the hustle and bustle like brooklyn obviously i'm a brooklyn girl at heart i loved it but nothing beats you know trains there's no trains outside there's no yelling there's no and i love Fine it. top car shootings yeah i'm good it's a, it was a good adjustment i love it so far so good yeah, that's nice that's why we came out to pennsylvania too because um all the traffic on the island and you know Fire cop cars and you can't get anywhere at prime time. You just gotta sit in your car. It's a parking lot. Yeah. And, I, um, I, I just have no patience anymore. I hate I don't like going to Brooklyn anymore because I have to cross through. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst. It really is. It is. And Julie, then, what? No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna bring up something. Back then in Staten Island, it was because we've been here for a long time and the traffic was nothing compared to what it is now. But mm. like I was telling Lori, you know, when we go back there, it's like you still get that 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 feeling of you want to go home. Um, you know what I mean? Like you because you Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. 
Mysterious Japan is produced, written and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. You say it all the time, like the restaurants and like, it's just, but then it's the traffic. Yeah, and yeah, but it really isn't the same. I feel like it, it's not the same as when I was a kid. It's just, there's no, I don't know. True. Any type of nostalgia when I go back that, you know, I don't, not anymore at least. That, yeah. Mm -mm, you know? True. Okay. So Julia sent me one of your TikTok videos, which I was fascinated by. I was fascinated, one, because of the way you presented it. And, and two is because I actually see millionaires and billionaires talking about the same thing. So for our listeners out there, well, I definitely want to take some notes. The art of manifestation, the art of you can get what you want. And we're talking money and and, and things coming to you, which is very difficult in a way. So tonight I want our guests to talk about it and how it can help us and a lot of people listening because it's true. I watch these people and what they say is that you have to actually think you have something before you have it. Take it away. So um, I, I'll tell you when I started manifesting, I was 25 and um, I had 17,500 or whatever, 17,000 in student loans. And I was like, you know what? I read the book, The Secret. It's like, I'm just going to try this manifestation thing. Let me just attempt. So I was, first thing I was like, okay, you know what? My student loans are paid off. I'm just, they're paid off. First month, you know, nothing happens. I wrote out the check. Second month, nothing happens. I wrote out the check. And then my father comes to me and he's like, you know, there's these old bonds. He's like, they're from this bank, so there was Citibank in Brooklyn. But like, you know, if you just go there, it's probably like two or three hundred dollars. Might as well just cash them in. I'm like, awesome. Same loan, same bank. I'll just put it towards my student loans. I go there, seventeen thousand five hundred dollars, the exact amount that my student loans were. Okay, so <laughs> there was like a couple of hundred dollars left over, so I wound up buying my father something with it. I think it was like a pair of shoes or whatever. But that was the first thing. So I'm like, okay. It works. Let me try it for a husband. <laughs> I was 25. I wanted to get married. I am also big into crystals. I had um, a rose quartz crystal. I wrote down exactly what I wanted in a husband, hair color, eye color, exactly what he did for a living, everything, how he was with our children. Wrapped it up in a crystal, slept on it. And two weeks later, I went on a blind date. Blind date. I never saw him before in my life. Picked me up and I've been with him ever since. I knew it. So my whole technique is that you have to be delusional <laughs> about it. So I wanted um, a Range Rover, right? My absolute dream car. Obviously, I didn't have it. I'm like, you know, and it was impossible to get this specific car. There was like a year waiting list. This was 2022. Like, I really want it November 17th. I'm like, you know what? I'm driving a Range Rover. That's it. Every single time I got in my truck, I'm like, oh, you guys, see, and my kids, I'm like, you see this brand new car? It's gorgeous. I just, I kept talking about it. It's a Range Rover. It's a Range Rover. Two days before Christmas, I got a call. My husband got a call and he's like, you know, there just so happens to be one. Somebody dropped whatever lease. He's like, do you want it? 
So within a month, exactly what I wanted to black interior, white, it was exactly what I wrote down. Just it'd be delusional. So I wound up getting the car for Christmas. Meanwhile, it got stolen <laughs> not even a year after somebody broke into my house, which is a whole other story. But um, delusion, you have to act like you already have it, but to the point where people think that I'm absolutely nuts. And I don't care. I, yes, I'm crazy, but that's how it works. I, I live by it. I've been living by it since I'm 25. And it has worked every single time. Be delusional, but also be grateful. Crazy, and that is such a thing. And it is. You know, I'm really, ex I'm so happy that I found you because this is, it. you know, it, it's going to teach our listeners that <laughs> it can work. And again, it's about intention too. You yes. have the intention of it working, if that makes any sense. And Yes, exactly. But also gratitude. So while I was driving the old truck, you know, I was also driving a Range Rover, but also so grateful that I was even an owner of a car, you know, just overwhelmed with gratitude, but also so delusional that people think you're absolutely freaking crazy. <laughs> and I promise you it works. It really does. So, Phil, no, I so if you can see what she's sitting right next to, it's it's a sauna. Oh, yes. Right? We just have so oh, I, yeah so it's an infrared sauna my um my husband got it about i don't know two months ago he's all into this like he's we have to detox we have we, I, i'm big into health but this is not my thing he loves it this i'm like i'm good i don't want to be sweating i'm good <laughs> he's into it yeah what does that remind you of right but my thing i wanted to tell you is that if you manifest that right mm -hmm. phil maybe you could get another one <laughs> You I used to have one. It. No, you already have it. Tonight, when you go into the, the shower, just right. Yeah, it is your sauna. I'm telling you, just be so delusional that you yourself really believe it. I, yeah. I believe it. I believed it, and I, you know, people thought I was crazy, and I don't care. No, you're not crazy because if any you look at Bill Gates and Elon Musk, and you look, there's a backstory they all talk about. And they talk about you have to actually believe that you have it before you have it. Mm -hmm. And then people would ask, well, how do I pay a bill that I can't pay? And they said, no, you can pay it. It's hard to do. Let's, let's be real. It's, it's not that easy, right? Like the you know, people listening right now say, well, how do I pay my electric bill or my rent or whatever? And it's kind of, what's your thought on that? Like give someone advice how do they believe within themselves that they can pay these bills and, and get what they want? So like my whole thing is, and I, like you said, it is very hard. And it's like in the beginning to train your minds and your subconscious minds, it takes a lot of work. But once you get it now, I'm just like queen manifester. So in my opinion, it takes like 15 seconds to shift your thoughts. So if I'm like, you know what, I, I can't pay this bill, you know, I'm, I'm in such debt, like, what is wrong? Like everything bad is happening to me. In my opinion, it takes, you have 15 seconds. So acknowledge that thought that you're having, you know, that bad thought and just shift it to the positive one. So if you're like, you know what, I, I can't pay this bill, just shift it to thank you for, you know, the money to pay it. Thank you for $500 in my account and be, be as specific as you want, but acknowledge your thought that it is, you know, a negative one and just shift it. And that's how it'll start working for you, you know? And I had notes in my car when I started manifesting, I had notes in my car, like affirmations, whatever affirmation I needed at that time. So 
you know, my husband, for instance, I was like, I have a husband who is X, Y, and Z. I never said there was not a thought crossed my mind that like, you know, I'm not going to find him. And that's what a lot of women like, they, they can't find love. I can't find love. And then they'll send me these messages and they'll be like, I can't do this. Nothing's going right for me, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, just reread what you just sent me, you know, and I, I'll send them the paragraph back. And I'm like, just say this instead. Do this instead. Just shift your words and shift your thoughts. And you have, in my opinion, again, like 15 seconds to do so. So acknowledge it and then you'll be fine. Like the negative thoughts won't get to you and the negative won't like, um, you know, manifest. It'll be the positive because you, you can shift them. So just acknowledge it, shift it, and then believe it. Well, well, I got to say something, okay? So everybody, make sure you listen up. What's today's date, really? What's today's date? The 19th? 19th. Yes. Tonight, Phil Syracuse is going to hit the Mega Millions for $400 million. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, we hit it already. I'm so I happy. I can, in fact, you know what? When this show's over, Julie, I'm ordering a, a car. I'm booking a cruise. Okay. We're doing it. In fact, I want to go to Icon of the Seas because that thing's unreal. But you know what? Right what you're doing with the money, obviously, you have to give a lot away, but write a list of what you're doing with the money. Oh, and do it. <laughs> do it. I, I've won the money. I've like done, not mega millions, imagine, but like, Whatever you do really want, I'm telling you, it is possible. Whatever you want to do in your life, whatever you want to be, whoever you want to marry, like, like nothing is impossible. It is so possible. Just figure out what you want to do and go get it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Words of wisdom. You're helping so many, you know, your videos too, and, and you taking the time to answer people back and, and messenger. I mean, you're helping. I don't think you realize how many people that you are helping out there and that's amazing thank you thank you i mean that's what i'm here for i don't consider myself like an influencer yet or something i really just started with audios and i'm like you know what then something again woke me up at three in the morning was like tell your story uh -huh. i was like what story are you talking about i don't know what to do and then all of a sudden i was watching the video the show on ndes and it came to me like oh my god you know what it's been 20 years let me just tell the story and that was that's what started it all. That's amazing. It's crazy. Okay. I mean, I've had some evil. Did you hear my evil story? Like the evil spirit that I saw? No. I mean, oh my god! <laughs> but this was like. I don't know. Tell me. Okay, oh. so it was in this the same exact house as before. Um, I was sleeping downstairs. My grandmother had passed away, so I took over like her apartment, and I had my my sister's friend was sleeping upstairs and he was on the couch. He was like sleeping with a blanket like this. I astral projected to the top of the stairs, flew down. And then I was looking at him sleeping and I'm like, okay, well he's sleeping. And then all of a sudden I see this, like, it's like, I can't even talk about this, like black demon thing start like floating towards him and he's floating super slow. And he had these like, like these red beating, beating, eyes it was all black and just with these red eyes and it stopped like right on top of him Ugh. and like it was face to face so he was sleeping he was like right on top of him just like ready to i swear like steal his soul or something so i'm like looking at this demon thing i'm by the stairs i'm like 10 feet away and 
I'm like, oh my God, if this thing sees me, it's going to kill me. Like, I know I'm dead. Like, that's it. That's how, like, bad and evil it was. I'm like, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. So all of a sudden, I'm like, he can't see me. He can't see me. All of a sudden, he, like, starts turning his head super slow. <laughs> slow motion starts turning his head. And, like, the second before we made eye contact, I, like, like jumped back in my body. And now I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> there's a demon upstairs. <laughs> what do I do? Like, I'm paralyzed with fear downstairs. I'm like, I need to go tell him that something's on top of him, right? So I get the courage to go upstairs and I'm like, listen, you know, there's a demon. Imagine being woken up at three o'clock in the morning. Like there's a demon on top of you. He was just like, shut up, go back to bed. All right. But I, I mean, I went back to bed. I did my part to tell him, but um, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. after the day after, I'm like, did you dream of anything? Anything? He's like, no. I'm like, there was a demon on top of you, I swear to God. But yeah, it was crazy. That was like the scariest one that I ever, like, I, I, I won't even call it an encounter, witnessed. You witnessed it. Wow. We do a wow. lot of readings for people who do astro project. And I would say that the people that do that are gifted. I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree, Phil? Definitely. That's not easy to do. Not even. You really need full concentration to do something like that. Yeah. You know, my mom had did it voluntarily. She had her and her sister were um they went to these classes to learn how to do it back in the day. And um, so she did it voluntarily and she was like, you know, I couldn't handle seeing myself sleeping. So I was too scared. I always bounced back into my body, but my aunt had astral like astral projected and she did it voluntarily all the time. Me, every time I try to do it, my brother does it also all the time, voluntarily. Me, I feel like as soon as I, you know, start to get that tingly feeling, I have tried. I am, I bounce right back into my body because I'm scared. I'm going to see yeah. something evil and I'm not yeah. supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to be in that dimension. I'm not supposed to be where they are. And I feel like if they catch me for some reason, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be there. So let me just not do it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -mm. What's it, it based off of your religion beliefs um, that demons exist, or, or is it based off of experience off of your consciousness? I mean, I feel like both, where there's good, there's evil, right? But also getting back to hell, right? There is a heaven. From what I experienced, there is no hell. There is no hell. Like, it does not exist. So I don't know. I have seen a demon in my experience, but religion teaches it to me also. But then again, religion also taught me that there is a hell. And if, you know, you take your own life, you're going there. And from what I experienced, no, that's not true. It's, it's interesting because will a demon, let's just say hypothetically, you, the demon is, is a real thing, right? Well, that's hell. Right, a demon comes from the darkness, from the negative energy, from um, the abyss of nothingness. So then, that would be what we would name it as. We can call it hell, or you know, the dark voyage of nowhere. Um, but the figure, the demon itself, bases is based off religion. And the reason I bring that up is because it's interesting. Um, I grew up Catholic. Do I believe in everything no, that they say? I, I don't. I don't disrespect anyone's religion or beliefs, but being a paranormal investigator and 
have my own experiences of a near-death experience on the other side and and then there are negative entities right i've experienced that so then it raises the question are these figures based off of a belief system if you didn't believe in anything would you experience anything it, would you experience heaven if you didn't believe in heaven if you're an atheist then you believe we die we die we come from the a cell we just evolved right or is it based on thought of belief where we actually think we come from what's your opinion on that oh no no or let me just ask a question what about the people who have you i know you've had a near-death experience what about the people that i've heard their stories that do go to this type of hell where is that <laughs> like what what is that is it like why are they experiencing that and those people that have the nde they weren't bad people you know so when when you had yours like did it did you feel any type of hell did you feel that like it exists at all i had it at 14 and that was a transition right through a tunnel right through a tunnel right to the other side um no that was all peaceful and and everything that's a, is incredible not even our words and we don't even have the colors that are on the other side that you know those colors are just unbelievable but then as a paranormal investigator we kick up negative entities that we don't think that they're negative but then they do things that are um, destructive towards people and we say to ourselves why where are these things coming from and it raises my my thoughts of you know this whole alien thing and i know that's out there but it's not because some of the top people in the world are coming forward now and say they're not aliens they're interdimensional beings which are good and bad there's right. different kinds of these things and if it's interdimensional we don't know exactly the capabilities of what they can do do they feed off of our negative thoughts for example right so let's say you're doing a ouija board and you're upset and your vibrations really low yeah does it attract the interdimensional being to come closer to you and and, and cause havoc it's you scare and fear within you and then all of a sudden that fear creates negative energy which gives it strength right and that's what i believe um, it's it's so interesting but yet there's no exact answer or science to it i know i know but that's why i always say like try and keep yourself in a high vibrational yes. you know because when you have that fear and we have when you have those negative feelings when you're that that the most vulnerable and i do believe that and i do believe that your body could be possessed you know <laughs> like you know what, what is that yeah. movie what is the that movie? yeah so i 100% that could happen. You know, when, when you're in such a low vibrational state and you're so, your soul is so vulnerable, your body is exhausted, you're, you're just vulnerable. You're, you know, they pick up on that. They're like, you're scared, you're you're nervous, you're whatever, all those negative feelings, they, they'll take that and run with it. And that's why you have to keep yourself like high. It's so important to me. They do, they do. Fear is like the worst. The worst feeling you could feel you know and there was nothing up there when i went to heaven there was no negative feelings like it nothing no. nothing existed like that right nothing it was just and there was no time time didn't exist no bad feeling no negative feelings it was just love and like 
home. It was just like where you should be. That's what I call it, home. And I talk about the garden in heaven and the fields. Um, and, and again, we don't have the exact words of the beauty. You know, our simpleton words that we make up don't even come close to what it really is. So as an experience of both ends, right? Like I, we know that there's negative vibrations that, that these interdimensional things can come through and cause havoc. You know, we talk about possession, the movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I think that's one of the most truest documented stories ever existed. Now, again, she had problems, yes, but she was at a lowest state of vibration. And that's when they yeah. come and snatch you right up, <laughs> you know, and I, I do believe it. I do believe it. And like these people who also commit these like heinous acts, <laughs> don't you believe some of them could be like, Absolutely. you know, they're demons, <laughs> you know, and they're not from, they're not themselves. And like, I, I've watched so many stories, true crime. I'm a true crime fanatic also, you know, you listen to these stories and they're like, no, their eyes were black. Like they were not themselves. Like they looked at me and I've never seen that face before. Like they're not themselves. So yes, it, I do believe that, you know, you can become some type of like possessed and these beings and, and they're walking around among us. You know, they're all, they're all among us. There's, they're, they're with us now. I don't believe there's like aliens from another planet that are going to come and, you know, invade, but they're here already. (laughs) (laughs) I got to make a funny out of this one because I think if the aliens were going to come invade, they'd be like, peace out. You guys guys are all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) I said that, um, you know, if they're looking for like intelligent you know, people. I mean, we already messed up the planet. We messed up everything. Now we're going to mess up Mars, according to everybody else. So that's what we do. We mess things up. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. We did not do the right thing. <laughs> but no, but I, I like the I like the way you think, and I like to play both sides of the fence. The skeptic, again, I'm an experiencer, so I know. My wife knows, right? We're investigators, and also the person who believes. Uh, because people want to hear both sides. You know, there's people that just don't believe. And then there's people that say, well, maybe there is something else. There is. Um, I think that some of us are messengers to help others along the way. This is real. This is all real. Now, let's get into your content, your content creator. You have a nice following and you build up a nice audience yourself. Let's talk about it. Um, you know what? I started with pretty much the heaven video and this was last summer. Again, like something woke me up, said, tell your story. And I'm like, what story? And I told it on TikTok, and that was the first one that went viral. And so I, I mean, I don't have any type of niche, I guess. I just do whatever I, <laughs> what comes to my mind. And I just tell whatever story comes to my mind, but I don't have any goal in mind, I guess, but I like it. You know, there's nothing, uh, that's great. No big, huge goal for me. I like being called a content creator because I don't know who I'm influencing. I'm not an influencer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know. I know. I, I get what you're saying, but I think that you're both. I mean, if you really look what you just said, you have people messaging you, ask you know, asking you for advice on things, and and to, for me, even as a medium, I can see that you do help people. You might not know it, but you do. Thank you. And I do love the messages I 
I do love helping them and I love answering all the messages and I do try to answer all of them, but you know, it's hard to me than even making the videos because people have come to me. Like I am, you know, I don't want to like bring people's business up, but they have said, you know, I'm at this state where I do want to end it all help. You know, I need this help. And I'm, I'm like, you know, more than happy to do it. If, and if that, that one person was the reason that I needed to start a TikTok, then so be it. You know? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. You, you know, um, the talking about suicide, um, I'm into the, like, I'm part of a big movement, the NDI studies and all that. And since January, I don't know if the listener knows this, but in the United States alone has been over 40,000 suicides yeah. since January. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sad, right? Because people are not seeing hope and they're not seeing a way and they're not getting help. Nothing. And um, and the system's failing us. And how well, many are under eighteen? How many babies? How many kids under eighteen? You know that's the statistic. Oh. I don't know the statistic, but I'm sure it's a, a big majority. Why? Why? It makes me failing not only minors but adults too with with you know problems and every you know everything's just. Very sad. And, and you know, it's worse now than it's ever been. And again, I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm trying to be a realist. I'm a realist, right? And I, people don't see a way. They don't see hope. They don't have faith. And, and um, it, you know, people should always reach out to somebody and talk to them before you do something like that. Yeah. And uh, there's always a way through things. There's always a way. And I believe that in our darkest pits and the short journey of the physical realm, we've chosen somehow, we've designed this, and, and we have to get through that mountain. And once you get through it, things can get better for you. Um, you know, give me some thoughts on, on your take on that as well. So I do think that we come, you know, we know our path before we come to Earth. Right. And our life is full of lessons like, I, you know, for somebody that and that this is exactly also when I went to heaven, the what I understood. So like when you do commit suicide, you have to come back and learn whatever lesson you need to learn. You have to keep doing it until you're learning a lesson. So if you do have those negative feelings and if you do, you know, you feel like you want to end it all, just know that it, it's a lesson to be learned and you will overcome it. And find a way like you said talk to somebody anyone just you're here for that specific lesson in your lifetime and don't i don't want to say make the same mistake but don't make the same mistake because you're going to have to come back and do it again everybody that i feel like takes their own life has to come back and do it again right you know it's a lesson for our, our life is full of lessons we're here just to learn and our soul has to continuously come back to learn every single life lesson you know so what do you what do you think about that? What you just said. Um, well, it's interesting because I believe before we come into the physical realm, we have a soul contract. Yeah. And the soul contract, we choose our parents, we choose everything of what we and our obstacles, right? And you go, you know, we're all born innocent children, right? We're all innocent. That's how we start out. But based on the soul contract, I guess the question arises is that. Well, if in the soul contract you say, well, I'm hitting the exit sign at 20 years old, 
And then we say, well, you know, go on. Do we are we changing that person's soul contract? Uh, you know, it's kind of like you get lost in there and that shuffle. Now, the Amish people believe that, you know, if you're sick, some of them, like the really hardcore ones from back in the day, don't believe you should be medicated. It's God's will. If you have to go, you have to go. You know, you can use natural remedies, but they don't believe in a lot of things we believe in, the urban medications and all that stuff, right? So now we talk about a soul contract and suicide, and but suicide is at, at a sad rate right now. And um, I wonder, I just wonder, are soul contracts changed? And is that what they designed? Or is it something that they didn't design? And they say, no, we never designed that. We we never designed that. Society is putting us in this, putting us in this position where we don't see a way forward. I definitely think society is about student and also free will. I feel like you, so you're born, yes, your soul contract. And when you're born, you know you're going to be put in this position where you're like, I, you know, I want to end it all. And this is where, you know, this is where the big decision has to be made, right? It's either you move forward and you overcome that life lesson or you again take your life and have to redo it again. You know, you have to come back and the same exact lesson, be faced with this decision. Am I going to overcome whatever is, you know, deep rooted, whatever I need to overcome or do I repeat it? And you're going to have to keep doing it. So it's like, you know, same thing over and over again. And that's what I really do believe. I do believe, you know, my cousin has to come back. He has to learn that lesson. My father, same. Everybody who does, you know, take their own life, they have to redo it and hopefully overcome. Hopefully. What's your thoughts on reincarnation? Um, we do reincarnate to, again, learn specific lessons. And I don't know if this can really compare, but I do feel like there is karma. And like going back to hell, so all these evil people, right? They don't deserve heaven. They deserve the hell that we were taught. But what I felt was, you know, you take somebody's life, you go to this purgatory place and you're not allowed in heaven, but you know exactly what it's like. So you know that it's peaceful. You know that it's love. You're not allowed there. Instead, you have to go back and either be on the receiving ends of murder or have somebody you know you love be murdered and that is true suffering is it not that's that is hell so that's their lesson and that's their reincarnation and that is their soul contract that's in their soul contract and then you know then they move up or then they have to learn another lesson and come back you understand but this is exactly this is what my opinion what i believe but and then do you believe when you cross over, when your time comes, right, that you're going to see your father and your brother? I do. Okay. Now let me ask you this. What happens in your thought if they're already reincarnated? How would you see them? So, yeah, I know. That is the big question because I have no idea. So, and also, I don't, I, I really, I can't answer that question because if you do reincarnate, what about all of the people that already passed? I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? You tell me. Because I, I've been thinking about this thing forever. I don't know. 
very tricky. What if you reincarnate as, um, you know, a child or a love, yes. you know, one of your something like and you that? Hear those stories. You hear those stories of people, you know, people reincarnating okay. and you talk about their past yeah. life. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I guess we'll see when we get over there. I don't know. That. <laughs> At the end, we're, we're we're covered with more questions than answers, yeah. and you know, the real. I think when we do crossover is when we're going to really have, we're going to have all the answers to all these questions, but. In, in my opinion, um, we, ex again, look, the mind is a computer and the computer has software and data that's limited, right? It's not unlimited as if an, like you have an out-of-body experience. From what I've learned and studied is we are on multiple dimensions, multiple where we try to fathom, well, we're just on Earth and, you know, no, 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 no. It's way out there that we can even comprehend. But what I'm understanding is that we're on multiple dimensions at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I asked that question because I like those curveball questions. Well, if you reincarnate, how would you see a loved one? And the answer is, do you believe in God? Yes. Do you, okay. But now also going back to the multiple, I'm sorry, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, well, I was going to come to that. You say you believe in God, right? And then some people say, well, I never see a God. And then it's the faith that makes you believe in God. It's the faith that makes you believe in God without seeing the God, right? So the God can be the creator that you're thought process through a subconscious form is creating to be the overwhelming being of light, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's interesting because I always say like, especially when I do my lectures and all that, that we are the creator. We're the creator. Yes, there's a higher vibration and yes, there is a God. Yes. But we're also on multiple dimensions simultaneously. Have you ever heard the expression that you're not just here? Your other places too. And that's when you see you astral project. Yes. You're at multiple places at one time. But that Not physically, spiritually. Right, 100%. Because that's why I also believe in quantum leaping. Yes. So now, like, we're multidimensional, right? There is a version of you that already won the Powerball. There is a version of you that is dirt wow. poor. There is a version of you that's, yes, there's so many right now. We're in so many different, there's so many different versions of you. So, quantum leap into the best version of yourself go quantum leap into that multi-million dollar winner because it all it all everything's connected right everything is connected you are you are 100 right multi-dimensional beings it's exactly what we are so absolutely she hit it on the head she actually hit it on the head joel where she's right i was waiting for it and i was trying to pull it out of her she's right and, and she did it she said it um you know, that if this is Willy Walker in the chocolate factory, you won. <laughs> you win, you get everything. You you definitely got the answer on that. And that to me, the fact that you know that yeah. tells me a lot about you, that you have more knowledge than what you might even think. Uh, wait, who picked her? You know what it is? I have it, I have all the knowledge, I swear, but I I'm such an introvert. I do not know how to get it out and i don't know how to speak very well like in podcasts i'm like oh my god 
what am I going to, like, I am, I'm sweating right now <laughs> because <laughs> I, this is not me. I don't know how to speak, you know, about what I know. I really don't. So it's something I need to work on. And you, but you are, and it's, it, and just because maybe it's your first one and, and once you, you know, now that you're getting the hang of it, you know, keep doing it because I'll see you next week. You have a lot to say. I do. And you know what? I do have a lot of knowledge with a lot of things spiritual and like quantum leaping. I've been quantum leaping for a year and um, I'm thinking about doing just a series on how to because I'm comfortable when I'm by myself and doing my TikToks because it's like my little safe space, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's awesome job. I'm impressed. Very impressed. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I do. You are a great guy. Very and well. there's nothing to worry about. There's only 800,000 listeners right now, so you have nothing to worry about. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> really, I do. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, y'all, really quick. We're at the end of the hour. Right out with Facebook. Where can people find you? So I'm I'm really only on TikTok now because, again, I'm not like this. I don't consider myself an influencer, but um, it's law, L-A-U-V-E-E, 27 is my TikTok. And I just made an Instagram, but just TikTok for now. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank we you. really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Shout out to Marianne Clark. Um, just wanted to say hello because she's in chat. Thank you, so much. Thank you so much for coming on. We re- we had a great, it was a great show. Thank really. you. I appreciate you. Thank you guys. No, I'm going to have you back in the future. I'll be back and I'll be a little, you know, less than <laughs> No, you did awesome. You did great. And I definitely want to have her back because I want to cover I want to cover the quantum physics of odd dimensional beings. I also want to cover the Mandela effect. Oh, don't get me started on Mandela. I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> but yes, Until I- next time, we're definitely going to have you back on and we're going to go through it all. All right, Julie, wrap it up. Special thank you to Carnation for fully sponsoring the show from day one. Thank you. We love them. And please join us next Monday night on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM for Thank you. New Orleans. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.